Hey, this is Evan Mark Katz, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love. Excited about today's Love You podcast called Do You Have Trouble Trusting Men? When we're done, I'll let you know how you could apply to Love You to find a relationship that makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. Before we get into the meat of today's podcast, and yes, there will be meat, and there's going to be two really, really good stories uh, at the top of the podcast, I do want to do a little uh, housekeeping, tell you about some great stuff that I have coming up in the not-so-distant future that you could take advantage of. Um, first thing is a, a webinar, uh, a live stream that I'm going to be doing uh, on Zoom. It'll be available on multiple platforms. All you have to do is sign up. It's called Three Things You Could Do Now to Start Attracting High-Value Men. Uh, if you are a woman who has struggled with the quality of the men online, this is the presentation for you. Uh, make sure you click through to evanmarkkatz.com forward slash live stream, pop in your name, email address, and phone number, and I will take care of you. Um, in that webinar, I'm going to share with you the three ways you could repel low-value men, three ways you could attract high-value men, and uh, give you an opportunity to really radically change your life in just an hour of free coaching. So um, at the end of that, I'm going to tell you about my uh, upcoming program. It's uh, the new Love You Boot Camp that is taking all the highlights from Love You, putting it into one elegant five-hour course so you can get results inexpensively and quickly. Um, this is for smart, strong, successful, busy women who don't necessarily have the bandwidth or aren't ready to make the full commitment to Love You Live. You can sign up at www.evanmarkkatz.com forward slash bootcamp. Uh, that should be available to you right now. So you could attend the webinar and then sign up for the bootcamp, or you could go directly to the bootcamp page. One is forward slash live stream, one is forward slash bootcamp on evanmarkcats.com. Um, in this program, we're going to have this intimate experience. It's going to be a select group of women, uh, really exclusive people who are ready for love, high quality, high value women who have everything but the man. And I'm going to be able to take you through the highlights of Love You and answer all of your dating and relationship questions. So by the time you're done, you'll be sort of crystal clear on what you can do next to create love in your life without having to listen to more podcasts. So um, make sure you go to www.evanmarkcats.com forward slash bootcamp. Now let's begin with our Love You insight for today. Jesus, I got to tell you a story. I got to tell you two stories. Um, which I was not planning on telling. I had another script prepared. Maybe we'll get to that. But the important story I wanted to tell you is very specifically what happened to me uh, last weekend. Um, two things that fit in thematically with today's episode on trust and jealousy. So I'm at my son's baseball game and I'm I'm a sports dad. I'm, I've been to every one of his games forever. I still coach his basketball team. I used to co coach his baseball team. Now I'm just sitting on the sidelines and I'm doing the pitch count for the Little League, sitting in these small bleachers. Uh, it's towards the end of the season. You know, I'm familiar with most of the parents sitting on the sidelines, at least by face, we know each other. And so I'm sitting next to um, one of the moms and both of our sons are struggling this year. 
uh, in baseball. They're at the bottom of the lineup and they're not doing as well as they did last year. So we were sitting on the bleachers, just kind of bonding over that and making some small talk. And she's asking me what I do for a living. And obviously what I do for a living is, you know, starts its own conversation. And so we're sitting next to each other on this bleachers and there's noise, there's ambient noise at the baseball game. So we're sort of leaning in and talking to each other in 10 minutes or something like that. And then suddenly, um, her husband comes up from behind us on the bleachers and he says, um, stay away from my wife. And I, I was just t- taken aback. I said, uh, seriously, I, I couldn't think of anything else. Seriously. He goes, do I look serious? He did friends look serious. Um, and so I engaged him in conversation. I said, I, I don't understand. I'm I've seen you guys all season. I'm just a baseball dad. I'm, I got a ring. I've been married for 15 years and we were literally just talking about our sons. Like, what are you, what are you worried about? Just stay away from her. You're too close to her. I don't like it. I said, I, I, it's fine. I don't have a real horse in this race. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm engaging. I probably should have just walked away, but I'm engaging. I was like, I just don't, understand what from what I understand from my conversation with your wife you guys have been married for 20 years what do you think is going to happen in public at 9 a.m during a Saturday morning baseball game with everybody what do you really think is going to happen are you that insecure like isn't this embarrassing for you to have to tell me to stay away from your wife and she's just completely silent she's just staring straight like I'm thinking this probably is not her first radio I bet this guy has been doing this for 20 years um, out of some sort of machismo trying to protect. He goes, I don't know you, man. Um, you know, like he, that's his, his response. I don't know you, man. I don't, you know, I don't know you. I don't trust you. And I'm thinking, but if you know and trust your wife, what does it matter? Like, what, what could you possibly worry about? So I'm not a jealous person at all. I'm a very trusting person. I'm a very secure person, not to pat myself on the back, but this would never even occur to me. The guy gets up, goes around the bleachers, Right, comes up the bleachers and then literally sits, wedges himself in between me and his wife, <laughs> wedges himself between us. And I was like, okay, I, I, I got it. I'm, I'm going to, well, this whole thing took three minutes. I'm going to walk. And I went down to another part of the bleachers and my wife showed up at the game later and I told her this, this ridiculous story and she was amused by it because our marriage is so very different. So to share how different our marriage is, that night I'm at a surprise birthday party, a nice, nice part of town, relatively you know, wealthy friends. And everybody there um, is dressed to the nines and it's, it's open bar and sushi and really like a, a, a spectacular party. Uh, we're with a few friends, but I mostly don't know too many people there. I might know six people at a party with like 40 or 50 people. So my the limited number of people that I feel comfortable talking to. Um, eventually, there's one person there who looks different than everybody else. Everybody else is 40 to 50 years old. Um, a lot of men are bald. Most of the women are dark hair, you know, Israeli, Persian. Um, that's, that was the people who threw the party, that kind of look. Um and there's one person there who's got long blonde hair and is wearing short jean shorts and really looks like she came out of a, 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 a different party. Um, turns out it's the niece of the person who's hosting the party. 
and she's an influencer. And so I'm on social media and I'm not a, you know, I'm not a social media native. I'm, I'm, I'm a 50 year old guy. And she was telling me about what she did and she's had you know, millions of fans and she's, she's done very well uh, financially and she works closely with her boyfriend. And again, I'm not going to share her name or her ID here, but um, she was a good, stunning, stunning 25 year old blonde. And having had a couple of drinks, I wasn't hitting on her, but having had a couple of drinks, I just fixated on trying to get as much information out of her about how I could do better on social media. Um, and I talked to her for probably, you know, uh, 90 minutes at this party. Do you think I heard about it from my wife when I got home? Nope. Not a word. Not a concern. Why were you talking to that woman? This is so embarrassing. Everybody saw you. She was much younger. What were you doing there? You spent so much time with her. I saw you were laughing. I saw she was laughing. None of that. We just went home and passed out because we both, both drank too much. That was our party. So I really, really want to get into the idea that if you're secure in a relationship and you trust your partner, there's nothing to worry about. You could be around someone who has uh, an OnlyFans account and it's not going to impact the rest of your life. And if you're insecure, you could go apeshit on someone who is keeping score at a baseball game at 9 a.m. That's the contrast I wanted to portray to you before we started today's podcast, and it just so happened this past weekend. Thank you very much. I know it's a good story. So here's my observation. When trust is low, control is high. When trust is low, control is high. I have a track record of being honest, my my wife trusts me, therefore, because she trusts me, she doesn't try to control me. Because she doesn't try to control me, she gets the most out of me. People act well to being trusted. I act well to being trusted. I don't act well to being berated um, for something I did not do for, for the perception of a crime or a thought crime. Um, and clearly, the, the, the gentleman I was alluding to earlier, for w- without knowing anything about their marriage, Either he's not a trustworthy person, he's the kind of guy who thinks all guys cheat and all guys are, you know, like he might be that guy who doesn't trust anybody because he's not trustworthy or it's possible that his his wife um, has cheated. I don't get that sense. She seemed really, really sweet. So trust is high. There's low control. If trust is low, there's a lot of control. And control, when you squeeze something really tightly, it strangles the relationship. Nobody likes to be in that relationship. But I can understand if you have been attracted to and have chosen cheaters, liars, toxic guys, right? if that's your type, then you're used to the idea that men are cheaters. If you come from that world where that's your experience, because those are the men you've chosen, which are only a small subsection of the universe. It's not that most men are cheaters, but if you've chosen those men, I can imagine that you would have low levels of trust and that you're going to have some of the same propensities that other people do. You're going to ask a lot of questions about where this relationship is going and what's going on with you. And you might cyberstalk him and you might check out his social media to see whose posts he's liking. And if he follows anybody that you think is hot or threatening, or if he says, says something nice to them, and you might interrogate him about his past and whether he's cheated on anybody before and whether he plans on doing it again. And has he ever done any sexting? And whew, right? 
you could try to control his past. You can try to control his present. You can try to control his future. Ask him about everything. The problem is it doesn't have a great track record. A guy like me, who's a trustworthy person, is going to have zero tolerance for that. Zero tolerance for being mistrusted because I'm a trustworthy person. Liars and cheaters are actually kind of used to it. Right? They'll put up with it. They're not going to like it. They're going to be like, oh, here we go again. He's the guy who lies and cheats. And this is the cost of being a liar and a cheater is you hide it as best you can. And you have to put up with the uh, getting the third degree all the time. The thing is, when you don't trust someone, there's this tendency to want to interrogate what we call and love you, trying to read the last page of the book before you read the book. And the problem is, in most relationships, you can't interrogate. I mean, you can. It's just a highly ineffective dating and flirting strategy. Right? You can't come out and ask someone if he sees himself with three kids. You can't ask him how much money he has in his 401k. You can't ask him if he finds certain models or, you know, attractive or, I mean, it's just, there has to be an element of trust. The same way you do in all relationships. You don't interrogate new people that you meet. You just talk to them and you get to know them more organically. So if you're the CEO of your love life, you need to be able to trust your own judgment. And the way we do this is by learning to observe, not to control. You can't do this by text. You can't do this on your first phone call, FaceTime, you can't do this on the first date. You have to let the story play itself out for, I don't know, again, we make up a term like a month to just pay attention to what happens, to see how he shows up, right? Not just on the date when he's charming you, but how does he follow up after the date? Does he text? Does he call? Does he escalate his efforts to see you? Does his do his words match his actions? Does he seem like a relationship-oriented guy? Does he seem like a player? Does he seem like he's just trying to get you into bed and lead you in that physical direction? Does he seem sincere? So we're really just giving him enough time to either hang himself with his own rope or build up enough trust that you don't have to be so vigilant and you could let down your guard, you could take down your profile and you could sleep with him and call him your boyfriend and introduce him to your friends and family without that black cloud over your head that's constantly worried about what's going to happen. Is he the one? Is he going to hurt me? Is he just like the rest? Because that hypervigilance, A, makes you crazy, right? Not in the clinical term, but it, you know, that hypervigilance makes you crazy. And that level of insecurity in relationships is it attractive? You wouldn't like a guy who did that. You wouldn't want a boyfriend who did what this guy did to me, right? Threatening, <laughs> threatening strangers, right? If you don't want to be micromanaged like that, if you don't want to be controlled like that, don't be the kind of person who tries to control men in relationships. Try to make good relationship choices, imperfect as though they might be in the first month, right? By observing him instead of trying to get ahead of it and Evaluate him on a case-by-case basis so that as the CEO, if he seems really trustworthy for six weeks and then he becomes your boyfriend and you realize, oh, something's changed, you could fire him instead of keeping on his ass all the time and having a boyfriend you don't trust. 
because you can't be in a relationship with a guy you don't trust. This vigilance, this anxiety will never end. And a good relationship, my friends, as you know, is one that does not have anxiety. If you've never had a relationship with anxiety, I highly recommend it. That's the one you should have for the rest of your life. If that sounds appealing to you, just a reminder, go to www.evanmarkkatz.com forward slash apply to apply to join me in Love You. Now, Love You Small Win for the Week. Um, this is a quote. I don't give names here. I went on a great first date. He asked for a second one and I turned it down. I feel better about being able to walk away if I wasn't feeling it with the guy. You shouldn't have to talk yourself into it. This, again, I love these love you small wins because they take all the stuff that we teach in the course, they bring it into reality with real life women like you who are struggling with it and you could see the growth. You could see it happen in real time. The same woman who would have gone on a second date with a guy that she didn't want to go on, right? had the guts as the CEO to turn it down and say, next, I don't know who's the next man up, but I'm going to find the next man up. I'm not going to bend over backwards to please him. I'm not going to change my personality. I'm not going to talk myself into anything. I'm not going to have the sinking feeling that something is off. Really, my job as your coach is to allow you to feel your feelings and trust them. Right? Because you've gone this long in your life without being able to trust yourself with men. That is what I offer to you in Love You. Not that this is an advertisement or anything. So now for our recommended read for the week. This comes from my own blog. Um, not so much that I recommend that you read the blog post itself, which is linked uh, in the show notes, but rather the, the blog post itself links to some interesting studies. Um, and so it's, as I said, it's thematically relevant because we are talking about uh, dating relationships, very specifically trust and jealousy. So this is an article that I wrote called uh, Why Women Cheat on Their Husbands. And it references a study that shows that 80% of women and men over the course of marriage do not cheat. So if you are of the mind that all men cheat, you could probably go online and you could probably find some sort of refuting study that validates what you want to hear. 98% of men cheat. I'm not, I'm not having that. Um, I read lots of things about this. Um, there's things that really square with my experience. There's things that don't square with my experience. Um, in my experience, uh, there are plenty of men who are bad husbands. As I said, I think that 90% of men are not capable of being the man you want. I don't think most men are cheaters. The consequences of that are too great. Uh, it's too difficult to live that life. Plenty of guys will break up with you if they're not happy with you, but I don't think most people are cheaters. They're more likely to get divorced. So does that leave a lot of cheaters? Sure. But for both men and women, it's in the ballpark of 20% of marriages over the duration of 30, 40 years, right? It's not like you know, in, in any one given year. So I just want to establish a few things that we'll call facts uh, as opposed to opinions because I draw my, my opinions from the things that I read. These are, these are not my ideas. So I want to share my ideas with you about what I've observed and my philosophy that might empower you when you're going about dating, especially if you're coming from a place where you haven't trusted. Number one, men are more likely to cheat than women. Not as much as you think. 
I think Esther Perel has done a, a thing on this as well. The gap has changed over the years. Uh, as women have become more financially independent, uh, they can leave their partners. They're not so dependent where they have to stay in a relationship where the guy's running around on them. So women often cheat for more emotional reasons. Uh, men cheat for sexual reasons that often have to do with emotional reasons as well. Um, so the percentage of people, of men and women who cheat, are men is still higher, but it's closer than it ever has been before. Next, men are more able to separate sex and marriage. Uh, we, we talked about men being able to separate sex and love. A guy could sleep with virtually anybody um, without any feelings attached. He doesn't have to be attracted to her that much. He doesn't have to like her very much, but he might still have sex, which is something you would not necessarily do. Similarly, within a marriage, there are guys who could have good marriages and still cheat for sexual purposes. Uh, I'm not endorsing it uh, in any way, shape, or form. I'm only pointing out that it happens. You could find a guy who says he's happily married, who tries to have someone on the side, where you're going to find very few women who do the same thing. Usually women are going to cheat because they're really missing out on some emotional intimacy. They're not feeling really connected in the relationship. It's possible, of course, that women cheat just because the sex is bad with their husband, but generally they're cheating for an emotional reason, whereas guys there are men who could have perfectly lovely wives and be happy with their relationship and get along with them and love that she's the mother of his kid and he just needs a little bit more excitement and doesn't think the rules apply to him. Uh, I am not a fan of these men. I'm just saying they exist. Um, next reminder, most men don't in fact do this. Right? Uh, I repeat myself for a very specific reason. You need to hear this. You need to know that most men do want to fall in love. Most men do want to get married. Uh, on my upcoming webinar, I'm going to give you some statistics on this one. Uh, in, case, in case you doubt me, I'll give you some real statistics on that. Um, but if your experience is that men are cheaters, and everything I'm saying is counter to your narrative, I want you to look at why. If, in fact, only 20% of men cheat, how do you choose exclusively from that 20%? Is there a reason you're not paying attention to the 80%? You'll probably come up with some sort of answer if you dive deep enough. It's not that all men cheat. It's that you are attracted to cheaters. So then we can dive into the question is, why are you attracted to cheaters? Well, I could use my, my, my wife as an example. Um, she had uh, two or three cheating boyfriends and a cheating ex-husband. Um, so why did, does she have a history with cheaters? Well, she likes guys with charisma, right? Guys with charisma, um, are often, you know, great talkers, funny guys, outgoing guys, sometimes bullshit artists, uh, could, could try to get away with whatever they can get away with. She's drawn to people like that. Um, her father was, was charismatic, um, I uh, don't believe he was a cheater, but he was certainly charismatic. Uh, brothers, similarly. And so a decent number of charismatic men, if you look around, tend to be narcissists who don't think the rules apply to them. I'm not, not, saying, <laughs> not saying anything other than that. There's a certain type of guy who cheats. I'm not friends with this kind of guy, but there's a certain type of guy who cheats. It's not that hard to identify them but a lot of women seem to struggle to do the same thing. So I want to validate why it's so hard. 
um, and validate that you might think guys are like this all the time, but it's not necessarily the case. It has more to do with your taste in men than it has to do with the broad trend in men overall. Um, next case, uh, I had a client with three cheating ex-husbands and I asked her about her past. She told me her father was a cheater who was really inconsistent in how he treated her mom. Uh, and she spent her whole life drawn to a type. All right. So again, I don't want to blame, I don't want to play psychologist, but I would say that if you had a father who was a cheater, you had a father who was emotionally unavailable and you always wanted to win a man's love, if you had a guy who you never felt safe around, right, and you witnessed this behavior and this behavior was normal to you, we are all drawn to what is familiar to us. Like a moth to a flame, completely unconsciously, we're drawn to it. Right? So my client with three cheating ex-husbands right, is drawn to that man and hopes beyond all reason that by dating another version of that guy, she could repair that relationship. This is what a psychologist told me. Right, the, the, con the concept of the women with the daddy issues. They're trying to recreate their childhood re male relationship and see if they can get a different happy ending. Right? See if maybe they can make this relationship with a similar type guy work. And it has a terrible track record. Right? And that's because if you choose low character, low communication, low commitment men, there's nothing you could do. You can never be good enough for those kind of guys. These men are bound to disappoint from day one. Right? And if that's the kind of men you're drawn to and that's the kind of man you choose, everything is essentially a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you're not attracted to kindness, you think kindness is weakness, you think kindness is boring, you think consistency is unattractive, it's pretty obvious why you're going to end up with another version of a cheating guy, another version of an emotionally unavailable guy, another version of a friend with benefits. So this goes back to a core love you tenet. You don't attract the wrong men, you accept the wrong men. So even if 20% of guys are cheaters, and maybe it's more, I don't know, most of them can be unmasked relatively quickly by just paying attention to their personality and their efforts and their character. Is this guy the kind of person who lies and bullshits? Is this person a man of his word? Is this person the kind of person who makes you feel safe, who you think you could rely on, where you're not feeling anxious all the time? Does he tell little lies like my wife's ex? Does he have a history of infidelity that he might have let you in on and by why relationships ended? Do his words and actions actually match or are you constantly left guessing and trying to piece things together? Paying attention up front in the first few months of dating can save you a lifetime of getting hooked on these kind of guys. So in Love You, I help you break these long-term patterns. That's the whole purpose of our work because left to your own devices, it's hard to do. And I help to rewire you so you could choose better men, men who exhibit character, kindness, consistency, communication, commitment, men that you have a connection with, but it's a real connection, one that's not going to be undermined by you having to micromanage him and second guess yourself and second guess him and constantly be gaslit by the guy who may or may not be cheating. So once you choose better guys up front, you don't have to worry about trust any longer. You'll only be with trustworthy, commitment-oriented men. Capish, capish. So this is today's Love You Love Story. This is from a beloved client named Ellie. 
Ellie's uh, original Love You graduate. Um, she wrote me, we've been in touch since she graduated the course. Uh, I consider her a friend now, but she started off as a client. She writes, I thought you might be interested to know that after three years together, David and I are officially engaged. I don't think our relationship would have unfolded and progressed so smoothly if it wasn't for Love You. The course, the coaching, the community was a life-changing experience for me. I loved every minute of it. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you, thank you, thank you, plus a thank you from David. You know what that means, right? You and your wife are invited to a wedding in Sydney around this time next year. A handful of Love You gals are planning to make the trip along with American and Canadian friends, so it should be a blast. Um, as it turns out, uh, Ellie got married the same weekend as my own anniversary, <laughs> um, so I couldn't go to her wedding. But I did get an opportunity to meet her and her husband when they came to visit Los Angeles last year, which was pretty exciting. And she stayed in Los Angeles with another Love You graduate and her husband. So this is the stuff that really makes makes me excited. This is the stuff that gets me up every day, excited to talk to you and create new content is because I get to see these things happen in real life. This is not just something I say during a podcast or during a YouTube uh, video or in some Instagram, TikTok reel. These are real life women whose lives have changed by taking love you, taking action and doing something different to produce a different result in their love life. So if that sounds like you, I'm excited to work closely with you in any way, shape, or form. Are you the woman who has everything except a man? You can have the relationship of your dreams, and you don't have to change to get it. In Love You, you will gain confidence, let go of unhealthy relationship patterns, learn to trust your judgment, understand and attract quality men, assess long-term compatibility, and create a passionate, unconditionally loving relationship with a partner who puts you first, never lets you down, and always makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. Go to www.evanmarkkatz.com and click on the Apply for Coaching button to get started.